ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. It is Friday. No, it's not Friday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, May the 27th. And God, I need it to be Friday. Yeah, yeah. I could tell yesterday that uh, even at the, being the start of the work week for you, it uh, wasn't going well. So I'm guessing today didn't go any better, huh? No, it's just, it's that week, right? It's that week where four days need to fit in five days worth of bullshit. Yeah, so I yeah. was on calls from, oh, about 7.30 this morning until about 15 minutes ago. So, yay work. <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys. Oh, geez. I don't have to ask you how your day went like I normally do because we already have the answer to that. Uh, did you have any topics or any things you wanted to cover before we got into the stupid shit that I thought of today? No, the only thing I have, and we won't cover that until at least like halfway in, is we need to make our uh, picks for this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Tenor and Grad are going to be on for that as well, so we're going to try to wait for them. Uh, if, if they don't show up at a certain point, obviously, we'll go ahead and do it, but I'm hoping to see them. Uh, it's always more fun when we get their uh, picks live, uh, but either way, it's going to get done. Oh, let's see. What kind of stuff do I have to talk about today? Um, well, since we've been oh, on the weightlifting and fitness thing, uh, a lot recently, I have a topic I wanted to ask you about. <clears throat> uh, back when I first started working out, uh, I actually bought a pair of shoes specifically for lifting. Used them once, didn't like the way they felt at all, and since then I've been lifting barefoot or in my socks if it's really cold. Uh, do you have a recommendation, a preference? Uh, are lifting shoes bullshit, or they, is it something that I should get used to using? Um, just in general questions, I guess. It depends on what you're using them for. Um, so I do use lifting shoes for bench and squat. Everything else I will do barefoot. Bench? Oh, oh I guess what I mean to uh, give you better leverage. Because I, I, I know once you get really heavy uh, into weight, you're using your uh, legs and stuff like that a lot more than I am, obviously. Well, you should be figuring out leg drive regardless. But so the big thing for me on bench is it allows me to really dig into the floor a little bit better mm -hmm. um, because with like where that leg where that leg drive is coming it's coming almost kind of uh you know horizontal across the ground you need something that's not going to slip right Whereas with other lifts like deadlift stuff like that like bare feet is great because you get a good connection to the floor but you're not in a position that you're going to slip Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I noticed, well, it was it, supposedly these are specifically for like deadlifts uh, and things like that because it raises your heel up in a certain position that you supposedly makes it better and this, that, and the other. Um, and they're really expensive shoes. I got them uh, ridiculously cheap because they're ugly, ugly, ugly. There's some weird mix of like black, uh, white, and orange camouflage all mixed together. I mean, they, 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 I seriously I'll have to show you a picture of them sometime. But originally, they were like $300 fucking dollar shoes or something like that. They were really expensive, and they're still practically brand new because I used them like twice and I just threw them in the corner. <laughs> well, yeah, the only lift you should ever be using a shoe for is squat. The reason that they're good is they, they don't have any real compression to them. 
and they also do lift that heel just a little bit so it helps you know mask a little bit of mobility issue with the uh ankle mm, maybe but that, other mm-hmm. than other than squat like you should absolutely never wear a lifting shoe like that for deadlift because okay. you don't want your heel to be raised Okay, and it was like four or five years ago that I got them, so it might have been squat B. Because I remember they were specifically for supposed to be used for one thing, uh, and uh, I ended up not liking them at all in any in anything. But I didn't realize that they would actually be detrimental for, for uh, other lifts. Uh, I just prefer barefoot. Uh, I've got foot foot issues as it is. Um, so uh, despite the fact that it might be doing me harm, I'm way more comfortable barefoot than anything else. Uh, but I can tell when I lift a lot of weight in a day because uh, my uh, feet start to hurt more than usual. Uh, I can feel like my ankles and such. Well, and then those are the days you should be rolling everything out with the uh, lacrosse ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because which is funny because that's what I, exactly what, I, what I've been doing. Because uh, as it turns out, as we mentioned before, the lacrosse ball doesn't really hit the issue that I bought it for. Because I think that's more like a, a how my foot's built sort of thing. And, and it's it gives me trouble more on the side of my foot, but these other issues up in my ankle and thing, you wouldn't think it'd help, but you know, working the ball on the bottoms does help that a little bit. Uh, still, uh, like I said, there's other parts that doesn't really hit. Uh, I think I'm going to get a foam roller or something else of that nature as well. Yeah, those are helpful. The other thing you can do. And so like, so you may want to order that book, um, by Kelly Sturette. Uh, it has a lot of good information on there. It also tells you how like you can, uh, you can kind of make a little bit different of a roller uh, with two lacrosse balls and kind of taping them together. And like, there's a lot of good information in there that could probably help someone like you. Right, right, all right. Well, I pre- as always, I appreciate the information. Uh, moving on from my questions about footwear while lifting, uh, we've got all kinds of other things to talk about. Let's see. Uh, are you a fan of that show, Sunny in Philadelphia? I never really got into it. Like, so I. I would catch a few episodes here and there and they're funny, but it's something that I never really, you know, got into watching weekly or anything like, I don't even know if it's still on. It Actually, didn't really, it didn't really right. strike me as a TV show that like is an episodic thing you want to watch. It seems like hmm. something that pops up. We like, Hey, that's, you know, it's funny, but like episode to episode, is there really that much of a story? Um, I don't know, and I've never actually watched it uh, for completely different reasons than you. Uh, However, as far as it being still around, uh, the reason I bring it up is I saw a story the other day that uh, apparently they they are going to break a record for being the longest running live action uh, TV show in history. Once they when they start their fifteenth season, since apparently they've been around since two thousand and five. Well, goddamn! Well, they're doing something right. Right, right. Um, and it's interesting that they have to phrase it that way because they are not the longest running uh, TV show of that nature. That would be The Simpsons. Uh, but if you call it the longest running live action one, well, then, yes, they just overtook uh, the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest running one this year. Fair enough. Good for that. <laughs> and the reason I didn't watch the show, because I'm sure it's funny, because as you've mentioned, as you said, I've seen bits and pieces of it as well, and they were funny. The issue I have with it is the entire cast plays assholes. Every single one of every single person on that show is pretty much an asshole. And I can't watch a show where I dislike everybody. <laughs> I mean, yes, it, yes, it's funny, but the, I have to enjoy actually like the people that I watch on TV if I'm going to watch them on a regular basis. Otherwise, I can just get sick of the fuckers. I guess you've never actually been to Philadelphia. 
No, apparently not. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to love that show. It's got Danny DeVito, and Danny DeVito is never anything but fucking excellent in whatever he does. Uh, I was watching Twins the other day. I made my wife growing. watch <laughs> no, he just got it all out of the way early. He he reached what was his maximum height early in his life. So once again, he excelled at it. Um, <laughs> but I like I was watching Twins with my wife the other day, who she had never seen it, uh, and I can't couldn't believe that she had never seen such a cinematic cinematic uh, masterpiece as Twins. I'm assuming you've seen it since you know you're a man. And it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. No, I've seen it, and it was garbage. Of course it was garbage, but I can't let my wife know that. You know, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's got Danny DeVito in it. How can it be anything except for awesome? And it, it is kind of a shitty movie. Uh, rewatching it, it's definitely one of those ones that uh, went it over better with over me. Time. Right, it went over better with me when I was like 13 than when I saw it the first time. And Arnold could do no wrong. <laughs> at that point, I thought, at that point, I, I had such an. Uh, Arnold Borner going on that Arnold could have murdered my entire family and I would just as assume they did something to deserve it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, so that didn't go over too well uh, with the wife. She thought it was stupid as fuck. Uh, <laughs> when, and, uh, and it turns out she was right. Uh, how about you? You ever got any movies that you like but that you've tried to introduce to other people and uh, they just did not see what you saw at all? No, I don't try to, you know, rate people with their movie suggestions like you, Jay. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I uh, I enjoy uh, exposing other people to stuff that I like. Uh, it, it makes me, it gives me a good feeling to ha have them go, oh, wow, this is awesome, you know, to, to have introduced it to them. Um, so I'm always uh, telling people about different movies and bands and different things like that that I think that are awesome that they should check out, especially if they're not from my normal uh, field. Like, you're not from, for example, my geek friends. I've got a large group of geek friends, and all of them know what, you know, I know what movies they've seen and all this kind of good stuff. So I wouldn't make those kind of suggestions to them, but you, you've never seen most of this shit and you're not an idiot. So you can, you will appreciate good stuff, even if it's not in your normal wheelhouse, so to speak. So I like giving stuff for you to watch that I think you might enjoy. Yeah. It just needs to be like, you know, from this decade. Right, right. Yeah, that, that part I can understand. Uh, the the more and more as I watch old cinema, like we were watching Jaws the other day, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, holy shit, it doesn't even look like a real movie anymore. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the special effects or anything like, like that. The actual filmmaking process, the film doesn't look like a movie today. It, <laughs> the entire thing, even the real scenes where they're filming real people walking down actual streets looks fucking fake. Yeah, so many of those movies are like that. Like, I used to love Scarface. And going back to watch Scarface, even that doesn't hold up that well, despite it being just, like, an absolute classic for what it was. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, the, whether it be, like, the, the quality of the actual filmmaking... Or like the cameras or just something about it. You can't immerse yourself into it anymore. And it's just, it's depressing. And, and you know what? And I, this, I'm going to take some flack for this. Uh, but I think acting has gotten better as well. Uh, obviously there are exceptions to the rule. There are great actors from you know, back in the olden days, but I think as, as in general, 
the level of acting like anything else that in this world, the skill levels of pretty much everything has, has advanced as civilization, civilization has. And I think acting is the same as any of those. Uh, actors are way better at their job than most of them were in the 40s, uh, for example. Uh, and, and I, I know re- I realize I got no way of backing that up, uh, <laughs> but because you know, in, in other fields, it's obvious why skills advance. Like uh, MMA athletes are way better than they were th- twenty or thirty years ago because they're going through using scientific methods, and you know, just the the sport in general has advanced. Uh, so I don't know if that's the correct parallel to make, but I think in certain ways, acting is the same thing. It's advanced over the years. Yeah, I'm sure there has to be so something th- there for that. Uh, yeah, you think so? I mean, you know, because uh, goddamn, uh, uh, I see acting performances now in like kind of trashy movies that I think are way better than stuff from the 50s and 60s and 70s sometimes. Well, yeah, at, at, for the most part, everything should be better now, except for your absolute, you know, dumpster fires like the Ghostbusters remake. Oh, God. You can't fucking <laughs> tell me that the. the the acting was better there than the original. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's that's not far enough apart. I don't think there's been significant advances in acting from like the mid '80s till today, uh, although there has been. Uh, but when I say you know, I think there was a big jump in the le- the skill level of actors from like 1980 on. That's why a lot of those movies in the 70s and 60s just don't really seem right. And I think it did improve from the 80s and 90s and so on and so forth. Um, Are you trying to tell me that Daniel Day-Lewis is better than John Wayne? (laughs) Oh, God. There you go. There's a great comparison. John Wayne played one fucking role his entire goddamn career. Don't get me wrong. He played it pretty well, and he was very believable in it. But you couldn't ask him to. No, he didn't even do that. So he had a fucking movie. I don't remember what movie this is. He had a movie where he played an Indian, <laughs> and he was still John fucking Wayne. Exactly. So he plays. He played one role. Well, if you you couldn't ask him to do anything else and at all, um, but God, there's a good example of the bullshit that uh, Hollywood used to be back when in the, when they were making his movies. Uh, they didn't even hire Indians to play Indians. Uh, the vast majority of them were Italians because a lot of those fucking westerns weren't even shot in the U.S. They were shot in Italy because there's cheaper to shoot there which is why you ended up with a lot of italian people playing indians fair enough i did not <laughs> know that there were there was a bunch of italians all i knew is john wayne could not fucking play an indian yeah have you have you ever heard the term spaghetti western yeah but i just figured that was just some garbled nonsense nope that that's why they call it that because a lot of those uh, westerns were shot in uh, italy back in the day and and now you know a thing <laughs> I, I will forget it by the end of the show. Well, there you go. I, I'd be surprised if you didn't. <laughs> oh, In Homelander, th- Val Kilmer can suck a dick. <laughs> he was like the fourth best Batman, so he can go to hell. <laughs> Dude, he I forget he was in Batman. That's how you know that's how forgettable that shit was. At least Clooney was memorable, memorable in his Why? Uh, because horrible he had nipples movie. on his shoot? Yes. <laughs> Dude, well, because he because he had the the uh, most over the top villains in his one because that's the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Carrey, correct? Yeah, it was the one that was just absolutely like an hour and a half gay joke between Batman and Robin. Right, right. On the other hand, I can't remember 
the movie Val Kilmer, Kilmer was in that he played Batman. I don't remember who the villain was. I don't remember if he had any sidekicks. I don't remember fucking anything about that movie at all. So I guess w- when it comes right down to it, uh, Clooney did a better job because at least I remember that shit. Yeah, I I don't remember much of any of like the early Batmans anymore. Yeah, well, after I re- like the after the Nolan ones, like that was as good as Batman's going to get. But before and after this, they're they're out of my my memory. Uh, well, the first one was good with uh, uh, Michael Keaton, not because he was a particularly good choice to play Batman, but because he's an excellent actor. Uh, so he did a good job at Bruce Wayne. Um, well, and they had fucking Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Right, exactly. Which was a weird take on it, really. Um, as far as I'm concerned, his is he's is one of the least Joker like Jokers. However, I really enjoyed him in the movie. Anyways, um, it was well, he it was, was the a most time. like over the top comicy kind of Joker. Right, exactly. Yeah, where um, I mean, uh, not compared to the uh, '60s TV show, but we're that's not even part of the discussion. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He was more comicy than certainly like the Heath Ledger one. Or Jesus Christ, uh, the one in the Suicide Squad. God, man, that was—I don't know. People say that uh, they cut all the good parts of that guy's performance out of the movie, uh, but my response was, "Well, why did they leave the bad parts in then? Because that was fucking horrible." Well, why? Why are they saying that about every goddamn DC movie that was a steaming pile of shit? Right. Like, oh, right. they cut the best parts out. It really wasn't that. No, it was shit. Deal with it. Right, exactly. It's like they don't, generally speaking, go around cutting out the best parts of the movie. That doesn't make a lot of sense uh, in multiple ways. Uh, so, yeah, I don't movie know. studios like money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're big fans of that, and you know, and recuts and re-edits and stuff is not what makes them money. So, if they re-edit an, an entire movie after it was done, it's because they think spending the other the next the three to ten million it is to redo that part was better than letting the public see it the way it was. Um, and of course they can be wrong occasionally, but, and, and, and as I mentioned before, the Snyder cut thing was uh, a lot more of the studios looking to control the tone of the movie because they were, they saw how well the Marvel movies were doing, uh, combined with that, with the guy happening to leave halfway through because of family issues. Uh, there is a chance that the Snyder cut of that movie is way, way better, um, but there's also a really good chance that it's shit. Uh, he released a, uh, um, I know this isn't the sort of thing you're into, but they released a picture today, uh, of a clip from the movie that, uh, they're going to be showing on HBO max when it comes out and it's supposed to be dark seed, which is, or my, I can't remember if it's dark seed or dark side, probably dark seed dark side. Really? God, it's spelled yeah. dark seed. Look at, okay. Well, dark side seed would be better, <laughs> but they show a picture of him and he doesn't look anything like he does in the comic books. And I'm like, man, that's not even a really hard look to get. And you're not good. You're just going to go your own direction entirely. Huh? Um, I don't know why they do that so often uh, with these comic book movies. Uh, Marvel's pretty good about it, but DC has a really bad habit of changing up some of their shit way off of the comic book. It's because DC is garbage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, non-Marvel has been uh, pro- has problems with it as well. Uh, those horrible uh, fucking Fantastic Four movies. The second one, I was kind of hopeful for because it, it had the uh, the Silver Surfer and Galactus in it. And while I admit they did a fairly good job with Silver Surfer, Galactus is supposed to be like a giant planet-sized dude that eats planets. Uh, he wasn't. They made him like this big gas gaseous blob in outer space. I'm like, dude, Galactus is not an interstellar fart. You got it. That's entirely yes. wrong. 
So I, I guess by saying Marvel, I mean like Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios. Oh, Marvel. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official Marvel, not this bootleg fucking Marvel thing Sony's got going on. It's like, yeah, we got Marvel. Come on. We got it around in the back. And, you know, it's fucking shitty nine times out of ten. There's been a couple of them that weren't bad. The, the only non-Marvel good Marvel movie are the two Deadpools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were, and the first one was way better than the second one. The second one tried too hard, uh, but I still enjoyed it. But it was very much self-aware of how successful the first one was. You could just feel it throughout the entire movie. Well, that's Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, I did think using fucking Brad Pitt in the movie in such a way that almost nobody realized Brad Pitt was in the fucking movie was awesome as fuck. <laughs> Again, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds, like, quarterback that thing and did a yeah. fucking great job yeah yeah exactly i mean i mean the i just love the fact did you hear did you hear the story of how that happened which part uh what the how brad pitt got in the movie no okay well uh basically uh he showed up one day and uh i don't know actually i think i believe ryan Reynolds last night hey, you want to be in the movie he's like yeah sure you know he shows up one day and he says you know uh, oh man, great! What, what, what do we need to get you to do this? And Brad Pitt's like, I don't know, buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs> and so uh, Ryan Reynolds was trying to think of a way to use one of the greatest, biggest stars in the entire you know world in his movie, and he decided to make him the Invisible Man. <laughs> you know that guy that you don't see throughout the entire movie, and blink if you blink and you might miss it. The only time you see him is for like a second and a half when he's being electrocuted. Uh, uh, spoilers uh he dies uh, when they're when they're jumping out of the parachute scene where he when he hits the line for uh like a split second you can see brad pitt and that's the entire brad pitt appearance in the movie i fucking thought that was funny as fuck that deadpool yeah exactly yeah it was it's they were pretty good movies um i also think that the uh collaboration between sony and marvel with for the two um spider-man movies were were uh, fairly well the first one was good the second one was meh uh i didn't like the entire uh, storyline to it more than anything else uh the actors did a fine job and all and the special effects were good i just didn't really like the the story uh but i i should i assume you've seen those too not a big fan like i'm not i guess i'm just not a big fan overall of like teenage angst mm. blah and not my thing <laughs> I guess you know I've what? really never even been a Spider-Man person. So that's what Spider-Man is. It's just not my thing. Well, the, and he shouldn't be because that's really for only an early part of his comic book arc. You know, overall, he develops into so much more than that. And I agree with you. That's the issue that I had with the second movie, uh, and why the first movie wasn't better than it was. I like the character and the actor that they pick quite a bit. I like, uh, I, I like his casual, uh, bumbling, funny humor and shit. Uh, I think it's a good match for the character. Um, but as you mentioned, the stories that they've given him so far, could be a lot better. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. So, so cool. actually talking about movies here, Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going to go on for like the next like year and a half? Mm. We basically had like three months of no shooting of anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, 
obviously there's going to be a whole bunch of delays. Uh, all the projects that I follow have already said, you know, they stopped shooting and this is, you know, not that happening now. And you, they're already pushing off movie dates for finished movies just because they don't want to release them during this time period and not make any money off of them. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting. I bet you it's going to be quite a bit like uh, the writer strike. Uh, what was it? It was like ten years ago now, wasn't it? Uh, where all the Hollywood writers went on strike and nothing got done for like three or six months. Um, and it, 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 in that case, it killed a couple TV shows. Yeah, it fucking ruined Lost. Yeah, yep, Lost. And uh, I believe this that was the same problem with uh, Heroes as well. The first season was goddamn amazing. Uh, then the, all the writers went on strike and they used hacks for like, the next season and it fucking nosedived. Fuck you, Grad. Lost was not a horrible show. Lost <laughs> was an absolutely great show, which during the writer's strike just completely lost its continuity and then kind of got it back at the end. Right, exactly. So then the problem with that being, you know, depending on the quality of the hack writers, when you even when you get the actual writers back, uh, the storyline's been so fucked up they can't even really fix it at that point. That's what happened with Heroes, if I remember correctly, and a couple other shows. And there were a couple shows that just didn't come back at all because uh, they were only doing okay. And once you know, there were the rather than have a six month pause in them while uh, writers write new material, the, a lot of the uh, networks just decided to start new shows. <clears throat> yeah. At least with lost, they got the, the right people back in and they weren't afraid to just completely turn things back on its head. Like they introduced like a couple new characters, the one season and the real writers got back and it's like, yep, they're dying right away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Yeah. There's, you know what? There was always, uh, while I don't watch TV anymore, really, it's kind of surprising to me. Cause at one point I was a big fan of TV. Oh, you know, a lot, especially sitcoms and things like that. Um, I guess it's cause I didn't have the internet to amuse me. So my, my attention span was a little bit greater. Uh, but back, back in the day, there are so many good shows like married with children, the night court cheers, um, just name after name after name that I'm sure there's like, sitcoms out there now but whenever i try to watch them i'm like man this doesn't seem funny anymore i don't know if their sitcoms aren't where they used to be or if just my sense of humor's changed but yeah your uh, sense of humor sucks (laughs) what come on like yeah three's company that was always a great show um there's all kind of about like you know 15 years before me so okay well okay most of that stuff but but you you haven't seen reruns of married with children if nothing else of course I've seen Married with Children, but like just thinking about so shows, like shows are better than they have ever been. The thing that kind of fucks everything up is like as you get older, you have less and less time to like make sure that every, you know, Thursday night at eight PM I can be in front of a TV. Like that's just not a thing to really look forward to because you get busy. Mm. So I've gotten to the point and I, and we've kind of covered this and we've talked about this with other people, is like I would rather just watch a season at a time. Like when I have blocks of time, I would rather just completely binge that time that I have and watch something great than trying to watch it over, you know, a 20 week run. Yep. Why 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I dumped local TV to for streaming services. Cause if I want to watch something, I want to watch it. I don't want to have to wait for it. Um, Back before that was an option, a lot of times I wouldn't even watch a TV series for the first season or two, um, you know, because it, 
because you know it, it, back then they always run like previous seasons went during the off season. So like if you jumped on on season three, it wasn't that difficult to to catch season one and two on reruns. That's uh, I think it caught up at some point. But I didn't even even want to watch a TV show that only had one season and then went under. I don't want to invest my time into that. And Homelander can go to hell. Married with children does not suck rewatching. Yeah. Al Bundy have... is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I imagine the hairstyles and stuff like that would be pretty bogus. Um, but other than that, I can't imagine it, the humor doesn't resonate the same. It's the same message. Yeah. <laughs> Got poor press guy, unhappy of his life and his wife. Um, you know, um, that one almost bored, triggered my uh, not liking to watch uh horrible people because pretty much obviously they're a horrible family too um but it was a little more lighthearted. um which funny it's funny there's all kinds of different shows like that that i can't enjoy because of the premise another one that i really can't enjoy is the good guy that gets shit on all the time uh and which was the subject for quite a few sitcoms back in the day um a good example and you're probably not going to remember this one since it was in the 90 uh, 2000s i think uh, the drew carey show uh, are you familiar with that one I could never get into that show. I watched like one or two episodes and it was just, ugh. yeah. Well, my issue with the show is every single time it's Drew Carey getting shit on every episode. Uh, a lot of episodes went the same way where it looked like something good was going, good was going to happen to Drew. And then at the end of the show, it doesn't happen and he gets shit on. And then like the last five minutes of him going, eh, well, I guess my, I guess I'm okay. Anyways, I'm like, that's a horrible show. I don't want to see a decent guy have fucking horrible things happen to him every single week. He never gets ahead, never catches a break. Uh, that sounds way too familiar. It hits a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah. So. I was about to say, like, did you try to sue them for stealing your life story? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I realize that makes for humor, uh, but uh, I couldn't watch it. Um, it the, the, the other issue with that was him, you know, um, never having any luck with the ladies and ha- having being friends of a hot chick and yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, that, no, way too close to home. I don't want to see a TV show about my life. Uh, that's why I'm not a big fan of um, a Big Bang Theory either uh, for slightly different reasons. I'm sure you're familiar with the Big Bang Theory. Another show that I watched like one episode and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I feel about the Big Bang Theory uh, probably um, the same way as black people feel about like a different world or one of those shows. I feel like they're making fun of they're using my um, people to make money. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hey, wait, no, you can't make make a TV sitcom about nerds. No, that's not right. There, there's, there's something offensive about that. I, I feel offended. Um, now, now, now I know oh, how those minorities outrage, feel. Please, we always shit on them, and now they're on the show. <laughs> I feel offended. Why don't you tweet them, Jay? Yeah, well, you know, there's so many nerd stereotypes that they're, you know, they're portraying on that show. It's they're like I said, they're just uh, taking a stereotype of nerds and putting it up there and making a mockery of it for their own money and amusement. Nerds <laughs> pretty much are a mockery. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. No, actually, I don't like it just because uh, most of the jokes are kind of uh, hokey for me since I'm actually into the uh, nerd culture, which you think would make me like the show more. But nah, I don't know. It has the opposite effect. But no, I'm not actually offended that they've stolen my nerd culture to make a TV show. Yeah, even talking about nerd culture makes me sound like a 
fucking nerd. <laughs> well, speaking of nerdy pursuits, um, as you know, they have uh, had to cancel all kinds of sporting events across the world. And the, the different sports have reacted to it in different ways. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, some of the driving sports have reacted to it by holding virtual events uh, like Formula E. Uh, apparently, there's all kinds of different Formula drivers, Formula One, Formula Two, Formula E. Uh, but Formula E actually started like their own virtual league with points and this, that and the other. And I couldn't find any research on how serious it was, as in like they're going to use it for official rankings and pay and things like that. But it was pretty complex and it was brought to my attention because some guy was busted by for having someone else drive for him. Some little Asian kid? No, well, I don't know if it was a little Asian kid, but it was. That's the, what the situation was: is the real life driver uh, had someone who was a virtual driver champion, like expert, <laughs> sit for him instead. Uh, <laughs> I guess because he figured he'd get a better, a better score that way, I, and he got caught because apparently there's precautions against that. Uh, and I just thought that what a world that we live in that a virtual athlete tried to fill in for a real one. That actually, it makes perfect sense. You're not cheating. You're not trying. <laughs> you're not cheating. You're not trying. And I guess that says, despite how um, accurate some of these simulators are, especially these driving ones, I don't know if how uh, if you've ever seen them, but you, if you spend the money on it, it's a pretty realistic experience. Uh, hold on a second. I'll take a sip of water. I'm getting feeling parched. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> Dude, some of this shit's pretty cool. I mean, I'm talking like realistic steering wheels with all the controls on it, um, shift, real shifters, um, you know, the pedals, gas pedals, and and um, clutches and brakes with actual uh, pressure behind them. They use hydraulics or actuators, all kinds of stuff to make it all feel realistic, and so you get feedback on it and and stuff like that. I mean, you can spend uh, like ten or fifteen thousand dollars on one of these setups. Um, but despite how realistic it is, there are people that are still better at it than the real race car drivers. Cause obviously it's, there's little differences. And I guess if you're a professional sim, uh, sim driver, you spend all your day practicing on it, probably more than an actual driver because, you know, it's more cost effective, really. Fucking nerds <laughs> trying to uh, act like they're athletes or some bullshit. No, you're fucking nerds that like to sit in front of a goddamn screen and act like you have some sort of discernible talent when really all you can do is press some fucking buttons and think you accomplish something. Well, I hate to break it to you, but people who nerds. push buttons run the world. <laughs> nerds. I always get that picture of Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds whenever you do that. Nerds! Fucking nerds. Did you ever see Revenge of the Nerds? Like, don't tell me you haven't seen that one. I think everybody's seen that at one point or another, and mm. all it did was reinforce the fact that nerds are fucking nerds. <laughs> well, fine. Oh, let's see what else do we got. Well, uh, if you wanted to go to Vegas for free, you missed out, my friend. Um, apparently, a casino in Vegas was offering free airfare to to Vegas to attract attention. Uh, but they, they ha he put a they put a limit on the numbers, and unsurprisingly, it's completely sold out. Uh, it it was basically just a publicity thing thing. They're offering one thousand, I think, 
like uh, one-way tickets from like a whole bunch of different cities and all these cities have a specific date like detroit was uh, june 3rd if you signed up for you know in time you could get a free one-way ticket from detroit to uh vegas june 3rd and then like other cities were like june 4th june 5th june 6th and so on and so forth um and obviously it was just really a promotion who's who but a lot of people used it um my question to you was would you given the opportunity like if you didn't have to work or anything like that take a free plane ticket to one way to ticket to vegas uh, in the next couple days in the next couple days no i'm good right right i'm still not in the place that i really want to be on a fucking plane which uh, what do you uh, what do you mean which would be like first class (laughs) well no it's just that like i don't really feel like you know being cooped up in a fucking tube with recycled air with a bunch of goddamn mouth breathers okay yeah right so you still think that the virus is prevalent enough that it's probably a poor idea probably something along those lines it's just like i don't want to be that first wave back of making a poor decision like i'll wait until like wave 2.5 or so Right, right, right. And, and realistically speaking, a, a one-way plane ticket to Vegas is not a huge prize uh, right now in most situations anyways. Um, whenever I went to Vegas, the actual ticket was probably the least of my, the least, you know, of my worries. Well, like a trip to Vegas is super cheap all the time. Yeah. You're always going to be able to find decent flights for the fact that there's a flight going to Vegas like every five minutes. And hotels, right. they're always going to give you good deals to get you in there. So, like, if you just want to go to Vegas and hang out, like, it's one of the cheapest vacations you can take. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I did last time. Um, realistically speaking, a one-way plane ticket to Vegas is like 150 bucks. Like, when, when me and the wife went, I think it was somewhere between six and $700 for us round, you know, everything round trip. And I think we spent extra money on the, the big front seats that Sprint offers. We've, we've had that conversation about that before, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, but when I went last time, it was just me, because we didn't really have money for gambling. I'm not much of a gambler. And that being the case, my wife had no interest in going. So I just flew out there and hung out with uh, Roxanne and uh, Serena for a couple days. And since I don't gamble, uh, fucking it was dirt cheap to do it, really. Yeah, it's and and you can play Vegas. So like uh, I spent my 21st in Vegas. Actually, it sounds roughly kind of like what Homelander did. Um, but what we did is we took a group of about 10 of us together and we decided before we went, we were all going to like save up for a good year in advance or so. So we all put anywhere between and depending on the person between, I think the lowest put in like 7,500 bucks, the uh, most expensive. We had a couple rich kids that put in like 15 or 20 grand. So all together for 10 of us, we had like basically an account of close to, probably close to a hundred grand and you talk to the casino and to the hotel beforehand and you have this, this credit line of a hundred grand that you're going there to the gamble. You say, you know, we're willing to spend this much time at tables throughout the day or whatever else. And like, we got our flights taken care of. We got like a nice grotto. Like it was a great fucking trip. We did the bare minimum as far as going and sitting at tables and like we had everything taken care of for the entire weekend. Oh, nice. So basically, okay. Cause I, when you're, as you're explaining it, I was, uh, 
wondering how that would work. It'd be like, man, you don't want to have one person go on a tear one night and lose your $50,000 at the table. Um, but from what I understand, you guys weren't really gambling in the first place. You, you just had to put in some minimum time to uh, appease the uh, casinos. Other than that, you just got all the free perks from having a large line of credit. Exactly, yeah. So we, we put that money into an account. <laughs> Obviously, we could have had a, a an actual credit line above that as well, but yeah, it was just working with somebody at that hotel and be like, hey, we're coming in, we're going to you know, deposit this much, we're willing to be at tables this long, but we want everything taken care of. Mm, right, right. And then everyone had a uh, agreement not to actually go too crazy and like uh, use your line of credit while everyone else is sleeping and you know, lose $20 at the craps table or some shit like that. Well, that was the thing is like we all that's why we all chipped all that money in is we also decided, hey, bring like some side amount that you're going to use for gambling. You're not touching like you're not going to go into our big group fund. Oh, OK. Okay, that's exactly what I thought. So that was basically all that money was just like a deposit to appease the casino. And then you guys brought separate money if you wanted to do actual gambling. Right. Yeah, that that initial chunk of money was really just there to manipulate the, the casino that's a great idea what do you think uncle canada you ever do any gambling uh well thing is so so how it works in canada yeah gambling wise it's all tax-free here right mm-hmm. uh but thing is right I, I didn't realize that that fucking that's the uh loophole for vegas eh well it's, it's really any casino really around the world if they can if they can get you in, all they really want is they want they want whales to go there and sit at a fucking table and lose their ass. And if you're willing to put a bunch of money up front and commit to sitting at tables for however long, like they're going to bend over backwards. Like an extra room for them, like that's nothing expense-wise for them. If they have to pick up a flight, you know, big deal cars to and from the airport like stuff like that like that they will eat that expense every day of the week if you're gonna deposit a hundred grand right and and obviously that's an unusual situation because not very many people can you know get a large group of people together that can commit to dropping us a significant amount of money like that uh, but if no, you can that's a great idea yeah but pj i don't think they're dropping they're committing right like you guys you guys do a deposit of a hundred thousand bucks right or what yeah, yeah, we we basically okay. wired that money into an account just for that at the casino. That right, they used yeah. as a Which, line of credit for us. It just we were smart enough not to eat into it. Right, and I, I understand that. So obviously, everyone got their money back afterwards. But I don't know a ton of people that would be able to just say, "Oh yeah, let me pull ten grand out of my bank account for the weekend." And um, but the, well, then again, I, I hang out with poor right? people. Like, <laughs> we were all turning 21 around kind of, well, we were all essentially the same age. We wanted just to have like an epic Vegas weekend. So we decided like we had been talking about it probably two years out, but everybody had ample time to put together, you know, as much money as they absolutely could. And then we just went with it. Uh, well, still really cool idea. Uh, I like that. I think it's okay. So, right, so they comped your flight in. And back the whole works, the hotel. How, how did that work? Can yep. you explain it? They, they comped the flights, they comped the rooms, they comped all uh, of our meals, they comped our transportation, they comped different shows. Like they took care of us. And more or less, you guys are not committed to fucking spend money, right? You guys well, we were committed to spend. But... Yeah, the only thing we were committed to do is I, I think the agreement was like, 
it was like five or six hours a day that you end up ended up having to be like on a casino floor. Which five to six hours a day playing basically like minimum limit hands on like, you know, blackjack and shit like that, you're pretty much gonna break even every time. Yeah. Or penny yeah. slots or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if they didn't oh I, I yeah, I see what you're saying. If they didn't put you a, a restriction on which tables that you go to, it's yeah, you could spend all day at the casino and basically lose two or three hundred dollars tops if you know. Um that's uh when, when when the wife and I went, that was kind of our budget uh, for playing each day, like probably about three hundred bucks each. And all we did were like, you know, uh pe- not penny slots, because I'm not even sure if you can find that anymore, but nickel and quarter slots. Basically we we were looking for something where it was two dollars or less to to pull it. Uh well, slots is a is a sucker's game, but it's one of the ones that you can stretch out the longest, which is all we were interested in really. I still think the thing you can really stretch the longest is like a low limit blackjack table. You know what? You the know what one you... game that if you play it correctly, like the the house edge is absolutely the lowest. Right. Well, shit. One that one that I always found that I could uh, drag out fucking forever was uh, video poker. Uh, you know, at the bar poker, where you know, as long as you're making a max bet, they'll uh, feed you free drinks. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Oh yeah, dude. That's yeah. You can't. I mean, I'll, I could sit there forever and not gain or lose any money. It bridges break even, break even over and over and over again, uh, just because you know uh, by playing by playing conservatively, conservatively, and not trying to get that big. You know, I think is it five, four of a kind or full house. Oh no, it's like a royal flush and flush. Like if I if you don't go for those big hands, if you just always go for like you know uh, jacks are better or three of a kind and stuff like that, you'll break even for hours at end, and they'll just keep on feeding you free drinks. Well, they're first off, I they're watered down drinks. Number one, number two. The thing is, okay, so how will slot machines work in general? No, this is wasn't that, slot machines. This was the video poker. Well, same that, that same, same, sh- same yeah. shit, right? All right, so the thing is, the ones that are fucking, for example, that the uh, higher minim- minims- minimums are higher, right? <clears throat> the odds are a lot better. Mm-hmm. So what they try to do is addict to these fucking schmucks that do the low-end ones for a few drinks here and there, and then they catch them, right? They'll give them an odd you know, bonus or jackpot, the whole works. If you're going to, again, based on the algorithms, the only way to make money, which is just not, I, I agree with Ryan, um, cars are the way to go, but they just regards to fucking slot machines and what have you. The only way to make money is fucking the bit the higher ones because the odds are a lot better, right? They're against you, but they're a lot better than the fucking bullshit lower end slots. But. Well, what I do, what I do is, uh, it's all a matter of perspective. What I do is play low minimum slots, but I play the maximum bet so that you get the maximum jackpot out of it rather than playing more one of the more expensive ones and not playing the, um, you know, top end of it. If I play a slot machine, I, I make sure I always do the max bet, you know, however five lines or seven lines or whatever ends up being mostly because that affects the pro- progressive bet, uh, jackpot. I'm not there to like, uh, win like $200 playing slot machines or something like that. I expect to lose 95% of the time because every, because there's a small chance that I might hit that progressive jackpot, which is normally a large amount of money. Um, my stepdad, for example, playing nickel slots down at the casino, like 15 or 20 years ago, won $75,000, um, which was a nice little chunk of change, obviously. Yeah, lucky though, right? Obviously. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, no, that's what I'm saying. saying. I, I understand. No. I understand the odds. I'm I'm playing for amusement, not because I think I'm going to make any money at it. The thing is, if you're going to fucking waste your money, the thing is, you know, if you got like, say, you got two hundred bucks, right? 
You get fucking 200 bucks. You can fucking pay, play what a couple hundred times a nickel slot. It's again, the odds are against you based on the algorithms for the slot machines for you to, to play the uh, higher end $1, $2 slots. They, they, the reason why is that typically the, um, I guess, fucking, uh, the whole thing is is that they assume that people that uh, end up paying for slots, have the money to fucking put more in, so they entice them to stay more, to stay in the game more, right? So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, as I mentioned, I'm not, I'm not in there. Right, right, I'm not in there for the money. I don't even really like gambling. Uh, When I gamble, it's because my wife wants to go gamble. She enjoys it. Like, we went down to Greektown Casino here in Detroit uh, back in January, I think it was. We had a good time. Got a nice room, spent the night, you know. Uh, but I didn't have any fun gambling, really. Um, to me, it's like, man, okay, let's just throw some more money away. All right, so guys, this weekend, any fights? So what, what's going oh yeah, on? yeah, it's actually that's our next topic. We got to do our uh, get our picks down before we end the show. Uh, I was hoping Tanner was going to call in, but apparently we're going to have to get his shit later. All yeah, right, so we ready to uh, knock these out? Yeah, let me just grab a a piece of paper yeah. so I can write our so I can write down our picks and I think we should probably do it from the bottom of the cards to the top otherwise we're going to lose interest in picks after the first three or four yeah so well we always do we always start with the prelims right right <laughs> all right uh, Ryan would as always uh, you have the honors let me write our, down our names here we got Canada all uh, right, so we have him. in the very first fight of the evening, Chris Gutierrez versus Vince Morales. I don't know who either of those people are, but Vince Morales is an underdog on the site that I'm looking at, so I'm going to pick uh, Gutierrez. The Goot. Brad? Fuck, no idea, so I'm going to go with PJ on this one. Gutierrez. I'm going with the Goot. So, I think I'm going to have to go Vince Morales here. And the only reason is Chris Gutierrez's uh, nickname is El Wapo. (laughs) So fuck him for stealing it. Oh, okay. Don't get emotions involved, brother. (laughs) No emotions. I don't know who they are. I got to go based on emotion. That's that's true. Okay. And Dalton's going with Mara. All right. What next? Uh, Next is Luis Smolka versus Casey Kenny. Hmm. If we're going by hating their nickname, uh, I'll go with Kenny because Smolka's got the last samurai, D-A, duh, um, which is stupid on several different levels. Uh, however, I actually, God, I'm going to pick Smolka. I think he's just a better fighter. I'm just looking at who he is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You know what? I, I missed the fact that uh, Kenny's got a win over Ray Borg um, and Bermuda. 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 <sighs> Uh, and some other people that yeah, and some other people that are good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kenny. Brad, who you got? I go. I'll go with the opposite of uh, the. I'll go with the other guy. Smoka. Yeah, Smoka. If you got him, <laughs> what do you got, Dalton? And I will also go with Kenny. Kenny. Kick his ass, Kenny. All right. What's next? Uh, next is Tim Elliott. Brandon Royval. Ooh, okay. This is obviously a case of the you know grizzled vent- veteran against the new guy. Uh, Tim Elliott's been around for quite a while. Uh, he's, his last two fights are both losses. Um, man, I hate picking against him. He's one of those guys that whenever you think he's going to lose, he wins. 
Um, you know what? I'm going to pick Tim. I'll go with Elliot. Brad? I'll go, I'll go with the other guy. Royale. Yeah. Royale. And, mm-hmm. and just based on how well he fought versus Demetrius Johnson, I have to go with Tim Elliott. I've never heard of the other guy. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, next fight is Jamahal Hill versus Clidson Abreu. Mm, Jamahal is a cool name. Um, but that's all, basically all he's got going for him. He's uh, he's never fought uh, in the UFC. I think this is his de- debut. Uh, the other guy's got a loss and a win. Oh, dude. Okay, I got to go with uh, Abreu. He's got a win over our buddy Sam. Alvary? Alvy. Alvy. There's no R in that. Oh, that's right. God, I don't keep on doing that. But yeah, he's got a he's got a win over a smiling Sam. So I'm going to go with Clipson. Clipson. So I guess with that, I guess with that, I have to go with uh, Jamahal Hill. I wanted to go with him. That's like I said, that's a fucking badass name. Some names just sound like a fighter. Jamahal Hill. All right, who's next? Uh, next, what the, something's wrong on this site for this one. Um, give me just a second here (laughs) on the UFC site. It's Daniel Rodriguez versus Daniel Rodriguez. Oh, this fight actually is. Okay. The next one, the actual next one is Caitlin Chudigan versus, uh, and Tony, you know who I'm talking about? The, the champ sister. I'll, I'll announce the names because you fucked both of them off. Okay. Sorry. But that was, I think that's Um, the next in the actual order. Well, this is straight from the UFC site. So okay, okay. Well, the, the uh, Daniel I, Rodriguez guessing... is supposed to be fighting Gabriel Green. Okay, so let's uh, yeah, let's just not pick that one. I think it, somebody must have dropped out or something. Uh, but yes, the next is the oh, main okay. event yeah, yeah. of the prelims. Mm-hmm. It's Caitlin Shukagian versus Antonina Shevchenko. Um, oh. man, I'm gonna go with. Uh... Uh, Shenchenko. Shenchenko, she's the hot one, right? The blonde? No, that's her sister. <laughs> well, is she kind of hot? or She's cute. She's I, actually, I, she's... I think she's actually probably better looking in the face than Valentina. Okay, what about the other one? Which one's hotter? <laughs> it's a very scientific Shevchenko. method. It's a very scientific method ah. for doing this, huh? Nah, I'm going for fucking Shalshenko or the fuck that name is. Yeah. All right. And how about you, Dalton? <clears throat> yeah, I'll take Shevchenko. Yeah, all right. All right, who's next? All right, first ki- fight of the main card is Mackenzie Dern versus Hannah Cyphers. Man, that skipped a couple few things on, on this one I'm looking at. I guess th- there must be a lot of dropouts or something. Uh, I'm going with Dern. She's has, despite the fact that she's an irritating personality, she has some actual skills. Not Mackenzie. I'm going. I'm going the other one. I'm not Mackenzie. The other one. What's your name? Cipher. Hannah Cyphers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalton, what do you got? Yeah, this fight is just another gimme fight for Mackenzie Dern. She hasn't fought anyone yet. Um, so nope. as long as she finds a way to make weight, I'm taking Mackenzie Dern. Yep. All right. What's next? Next, we have Roosevelt. Roosevelt Roberts versus Brock Weaver. Hmm. I'm um, going for the Beaver. I'm a Canadian. I'm going to support the Beaver. It's Weaver, not Beaver. <laughs> uh, close, close enough. 
Okay, well, that's an official pick. Canada wants the beaver. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Roosevelt Roberts just because he looks like a thug. He looks like he looks like he could probably hurt people. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Roberts as well. Brock Weaver actually looks like an Indian. <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily know what that means to fight, but I don't think I've ever seen a, a great Indian mixed martial artist. Uh, well, his nickname is Chata Tuska. I don't know what that means, but apparently that's Probably something, something in Indian. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, next, we have Billy Quarantillo or Spike Carlisle. Well, this is really a we're really out of order. White guy. I guess I, I, no, I, I haven't heard this one. Okay, I go for the white guy then. All right. I don't know. His nickname is Alpha Ginger, and he looks like his nickname. To give you any idea, um, don't fuck has around like with that. Seventy-three abs. Yeah, don't, yeah, I know he's got the abs on top of it. Don't, don't fuck around the Irish. They're fucking tough. They're I'm gonna Irish. go with Spike. I'm gonna go with Spike just because he has extra abs. You know how hard it is to get eight abs. <laughs> Please tell us, PJ. PJ, how hard is it? Come on, brother. Very hard. Okay. okay who's your pick, uh, Canada? It, he uh, already made his pick, didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You, are, you want the white thing, white guy? How about and how about you, Dalton? Oh Christ! Um, gingers usually aren't very good fighters, so I'm going to go with Billy. The Irish are not good <laughs> fighters, you cocksucker! Are you kidding me? Okay, gingers <laughs> aren't. Like you can have Irish with brown hair, and they can fight. The second you go full on soulless ginger, and just they can't do it. <laughs> okay, so fucking the Mexican guy, fucking uh, what's his name, Cigano is not. Good Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, who's next? Jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, see, next is actually the co-main event of the evening, and this is just kind of sad. Um, Blagoy Ivanov versus Augusto Sakai. I go Jeez. for the Russian, wherever the fuck that is. Ivanov. Oh, it's heavyweight. That's why they're made of co-main. Because they like doing that for some reason or another. Um, do, 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 do. I'm going with uh, Sakai. He's actually got uh, some pretty good wins on his record for as, as little as he's fought, actually. So, Sakai! How about yeah, you, uh, Canada? With, you already went with... Uh, oh, yeah, Jared. the Russian guy. That's right. Uh, right. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go even off as well. Partly because sure. it looks like he got shot in the chest at some point, and anyone that made it through that, like, probably a pretty tough dude. <laughs> All right, and I would we have, are we missing any, or is it time for the main event? It's time for the main event, and this is actually two fighters that you know we've actually heard of: mm. Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. Wow, um, there are some in interesting parallels. They both have wins versus Damian Maya, which is quite the uh, accomplishment uh he's way tougher than people give him credit for um geez it's pretty but it looks like woodley other than his loss and they're both of them having the maya win has just been i don't got uh, his his fights are like against till and thompson uh which are quality wins but for the most part there's nothing spectacular so it's this one's a lot harder than i, I thought it was going to be now that i'm looking at it uh, I'm going to go with Burns just because I don't like Woodley. And for me, because uh, fucking when the fucking Woodley fought Robbie, I'm a huge Meltich guy. I'm anti-Woodley. I love the fighter, but the thing is, I'm going with the Burn guy as well. 
All right. And how about you, Dalton? Uh, I, you know, I also hate white people, so I think I'm going to go with Tyron Woodley. <laughs> you guys got something in common, right? On. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, those guys. are the picks. This is, I'm logging out. You guys have a great day. We'll fucking talk tomorrow. Excellent. Right. Thanks for See thanks for calling in, Uncle Canada. We always appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we managed to drag this thing over the finish line once again. Uh, uh, as always, I want to thank uh, Grad One for calling in and my co-hosts for uh, being on the show with me because I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. It'd be a whole show of me going, um, uh, well, um. <laughs> also want to thank the OG Army for being here. We can't do the show without you guys. Grant, um, um, <laughs> uh, you got anything, Dalton? Actually, I got a couple things. One thing we probably actually should have touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so the microphone and uh, interface that's going out to you uh, won't actually go out now until tomorrow. No, they no. called me today, and the box was unacceptable because there were extra barcodes on it. Oh no! We used a fucking Amazon box, like anybody in the world does. Right, right. So I, I repackaged it in another Amazon box. It doesn't have extra barcodes, and they're coming to pick it up tomorrow morning. Oh, uh, so you should see it. I'm guessing on like Monday. Uh, however, I am getting my new microphone tomorrow, <laughs> uh, so I may be trying it out on the show tomorrow night. So I may oh, sound very, very slightly different. Excellent. Right, other right. Other than that, I do have one other thing, unless you have anything before my final thing. One, two, three. Um, no, I think we're good. Uh, I was looking forward to having that microphone on Friday, which was the original date, but shit happens. Fucking, fucking USPS, like, postal service shit. Like, really? They couldn't just, like, put a sticker over it or something? They actually had to call me? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Lazy assholes. Well, but other than that, the final thing I have is fuck all y'all. We'll be back tomorrow at 6. Everyone have a great night. Bye-bye. Screw you, hippie!